Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. This is part two of our topic on sleep. Last week we talked about insomnia. This week we are talking more about chronic fatigue. So if you didn't catch part one, go back and listen to that one and we're gonna dive right in. And one of the other things is, is that if you're not getting a good night's sleep, you're going to be dealing with fatigue, major fatigue. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I dealt with the craziest fatigue. It's scary. Like the insomnia mm-hmm. is frustrating and stressful, but the fatigue is terrifying because mm-hmm. when you're in your daily life and you have to like go to a job, drive a car, maybe you're taking care of children or whatever yeah. you're doing. It's scary when you start having these bouts of fatigue and you don't know what's happening. I personally dealt with some extreme things. I know Erica, you too. Like I got in a really bad car accident. This was like, gosh, I want to say maybe eight months after my diagnosis or something. It was like in November. Oh God. Whatever the math there would be nine months. Mm -hmm. Um, I was driving my car home. I was working at, um, a clinic in Santa Monica at the time. And I lived in, um, near West Hollywood, LA. So it was literally only like eight miles, but in LA traffic rush hour, it was like an hour mm-hmm. and it was, it was winter. And so it was already dark when I got off work and I was on the interstate stop and go traffic. And I knew that I was kind of tired. So I did what I like was used to doing, which is putting down the windows, getting some fresh air, like um, trying to play music, music wasn't working. I was still super tired. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And I was only like two exits away from where I needed to go. And all of a sudden I, I like, don't even know how to like put this into words. I opened my eyes and I had crashed into a news truck in front of me. I didn't know what happened. And I was like, is this real life? What is happening? Like, like my ears are ringing and I can still hear the sound of like the impact. (gasps) And just like, I was like, oh my God, a second ago I was awake. And now I, that's so into, scary. Like, it was the most terrifying thing ever. And I didn't know, I didn't know really about chronic fatigue. I didn't realize that that's what I was dealing with. Yeah. You know, I had had a long day at work, but everyone has long mm-hmm. days at work and I, but it is this like, oh, I wish I could explain it better. It's just this deep down feeling of like, you cannot function. You Mm-mm. cannot keep your eyes open. You cannot oh, no. move your body. You cannot yep. think about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was having this feeling. And then all next thing I know, like I had crashed into this car. I totaled my vehicle. Um, the front was like completely smashed. This news truck, which are like, you know, heavy duty had a dent yeah. in its bumper. Oh gosh. Um, and like I said, it was stop and go traffic. So I still to this day don't know what happened. I don't know if I like put my foot on the gas for a second or like what happened, but it was really, really scary. And that was the first time that I realized, okay, something's not right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at that point I had already started creating a healthier routine for myself, but I was still learning a lot. I was still researching a lot. I was trying to figure out what was best for me and my life. And so I hadn't necessarily a hundred percent committed and realized just how important like creating a better lifestyle for myself was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward, I, it happened again and I was, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, um, I was dealing with a lot of stress and I also had some insomnia stuff going on and just like stress in life. And I was no joke, one block away from my house. And at this point I only lived 10 minutes from work and oh, I was gosh. coming home from work early. I had a half day that day. So I, and I had gotten a good night's sleep. Like I had worked out in the morning. I felt okay. And I don't know what came over me. And again, I was literally at the light to turn left, to go 
like my house was right up the street, a block away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happened again. I rear-ended someone oh, and wow. I, same thing. I opened my eyes and I'm like, shit, like, That's are so you scary. kidding me? And I was, That's so but, scary. Yeah. It was terrifying. And I mean, still to this day, like I said, I still remember that feeling and I still can like hear the sound. And mm. I just remember sitting there thinking like, really? Like again, are you kidding me? How? Mm-hmm. And then I was on the phone with my friend and I was on the phone with my mom and everyone was like, something is like, re- something else is wrong. Like that's yeah. not normal. Yeah. And in between those two accidents, which were like a year and a half apart, maybe two. Yeah. Like a year and a half apart. I was dealing with a lot of those same feelings where I like had very, very close calls where like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I probably shouldn't have been driving, but like I had to get home. Right. And there were multiple times when I was driving home and I had to pull off the side of the road and like literally sleep for 20 minutes because Mm -hmm. I knew I, I, it would happen again. Yep. And it was such a terrifying, weird feeling. And I like felt Mm -hmm. ashamed about it. So I didn't talk about it to anyone. And those times that I like had to pull off the side of the road. Yep. I never told any, I've never talked about it. I feel you so much on that. (laughs) I feel you so much on that because I'm talking at least 10 years before I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Was I dealing with the chronic fatigue aspect for so long? And because I was dealing with that, I had all these crazy thoughts in my head that I had some serious brain condition. Like there were times where I think, do I have like a tumor? Mm. What's happening here? And especially because my dad got diagnosed with hydrocephalus at like 40 years old which is basically when the cerebral spinal fluid on your brain is not draining properly. And so he ended up having a seizure. Anyways, he had the shunt put in his head to drain the cerebral spinal fluid. The point is, is that when I was dealing with this fatigue, I was thinking, oh my gosh, do I have what my dad has? Like something Mm -hmm. seriously is wrong. But I didn't go to the doctors because I was so scared Mm -hmm. of what the truth would be if I actually got blood work. And so I let myself suffer with chronic fatigue for a very long time. And like I said, I didn't even know this term chronic fatigue. I actually just, I actually thought this was the way my body was and that this was just how my life was going to be. I had no clue that if I made even simple changes to my diet, Mm -hmm. that I could get rid of the fatigue. Huge. And so I want to go back really quick just because I want to share a little story because you shared your car accident thing, which is crazy that it happened twice to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was first diagnosed, that was my first time that I got insomnia. Okay. I had been dealing with the chronic fatigue, but I never had insomnia until I got diagnosed. And that was because my brain was like, couldn't understand Mm -hmm. that I was going to deal with something for the rest of my life. I, it just, my, I wouldn't accept it. And so I, at that time, uh, when I was in graduate school and I was working at another job, and then I was also a caregiver, I decided to be a caregiver. I don't know why, when I had like swollen fingers (laughs) and I started taking care of this lady that has rheumatoid arthritis and she's basically in a wheelchair. She can't lift her arm. She can't do anything. And so one time, this was probably at the end of my three months of not sleeping. She saw me progress because when I first came there, I was like a beat this and that. And then Mm -hmm. I slowly was like, my energy was just, I don't even, I was just probably running off of adrenaline at that point. Yeah. And so 
she tells me, she goes, honey, she's this German lady, German lady. She goes, honey, please like lay on my couch. She's like, just, it's okay. Just lay on my couch. And she's in a wheelchair. Right. Uh And so she's just telling me in this very calming voice. And for the first time in three months, I think she comforted comforted me in this way that allowed my brain to fall asleep. But here's the thing. I'm on the job, right? I'm on, I'm sleeping. I fell asleep. I didn't even mean to fell asleep on her couch for at least 30 minutes. I wake up. I'm like, (gasps) and she's almost fallen off of the wheelchair (gasps) because she almost sunk all the way off the wheelchair. And I'm like, Oh, she, her name was Oshi. And I was like, Oh, she oh my god she's like oh honey you slept I'm so happy for you I'm like oh my god and so I'm like I'm so sorry she's like no honey she's like you need that so much she's like take care of yourself and so anyways that one time that I fell asleep kind of reset me and I was able to sleep uh, after that until I dealt with that a period of insomnia like later down the road when I got stressed again but that was just a crazy instance where I fell asleep freaking on the job and this lady is like almost falling off of her wheelchair. And so things like that, I mean, you know, you don't know what can happen to you when you have this mm. chronic fatigue or you're dealing with insomnia. Like you can really jeopardize your life. Yeah. You can put you can put your life in danger like mm-hmm. you did. You can jeopardize your job. Yeah. You can you can say things to people that you love because you're just so out of it and you're not, you're not able to be present with people. And so it's not something simple. You know, I think people, when they hear this, they're like, Oh, this is just some term that people are like clinging onto. It's like, no, this is not a case Mm -hmm. of just being tired. No, it's so different. No, this is next level. This is, you can't think straight. You're consumed by the exhaustion Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, you're not just tired. You're lethargic. Yeah. When that feeling consumes you, you can't do anything. And it is terrifying. It is the worst feeling, not being able to control your brain or your body or anything. And it just comes in waves too. It's like, it comes out of completely nowhere. And I never knew that chronic fatigue was like a thing period, but also never realized that it was such a big symptom of autoimmune disease until that second accident of mine. Mm -hmm. That's when it all hit me. And I was like, oh my God, is something worse wrong with me? What is happening? Like, and then I realized, oh no, this is just like a thing that happens and I need to really fine tune my lifestyle. But I have a similar story, uh, regarding falling asleep on the job, which is honestly pretty embarrassing. Uh, but you know, I'm my own boss now and I don't have to worry about getting fired (laughs) for it. So, um, it's not that bad, but it, it just goes to show that this can happen to anyone. So I was an occupational therapist at the time I was working at this pediatric clinic and this was maybe like a year into working there. And I just had this crazy wave of fatigue come over me in the middle of working with a kid. So I was in this like big gym space, like the ultimate like kids play space, basically, that no one should ever have a reason to fall asleep. in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And I was working with this kid and usually there were other kids in the gym, there were other therapists and it was always lively. And for some reason it was just me and this one kid in this gym. And I remember I was sitting on the ground and the kid was like doing something, climbing on something or other. And I just remember like this feeling coming over me out of nowhere. 
And I literally had to lay my head down. And for a split second, like, I'm not joking. I completely just, my entire body, entire brain just shut off. And it was literally like a split second, Mm -hmm. but it scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my God, like I am with a child right now. I am responsible for them. Oh my God. So I immediately just like jumped up and stood up and was like, okay, I have to stay standing. And I literally just kept moving the rest of the session because I was like, what is happening right now? It was terrifying. And there were so many instances while I was dealing with this pretty frequent chronic fatigue that I didn't know that's what it was at the time when I would have to, on my lunch break, instead of eating lunch, I would go into one of our treatment rooms and lay down and take a nap. That happened pretty frequently where I had to, I had no, like I could not function. Or let me tell you really quick, really quick. I want to tell you, I worked at massage envy and there would be (laughs) massage rooms girl. Any chance that I could, I would go take a five minute, 10 minute, Mm -hmm. whatever little nap because I had no choice. Like I couldn't even keep my eyes open Mm -hmm. half of the time to do a lot of the thing. I don't know how I got through, you know, anything like that. I know. I completely feel that. Like it's scary. And like you were just saying, you had to, you have to shut your eyes. It's literally like this feeling like I cannot physically hold my eyes open. My brain cannot function at all. My body cannot move. I have to close my eyes. Yep. And there were also times when I would like just put my head down at my desk and there were other girls in the office Mm -hmm. and I would just put my head down on my desk and just like sit there for a while because I just Mm -hmm. couldn't function. Yep. Oh, and that so feeling scary. though. I know. And that feeling though, like I would do that same thing too, where I'd put my head down on my desk and then I would feel that falling feeling. Like, you know, when yeah, you're going to fall asleep uh-huh, uh-huh. and it would scare the shit out of me because I'm like, you know, I would feel like I was falling and then I would wake up instantly and be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I cannot keep my head down right now because mm-hmm. I will just end up on the floor sleeping. Um, yep. But I mean, this is real, but the thing is, and we both agree on this, is that what has drastically changed the mm-hmm. fatigue to mm-hmm. where I almost don't deal with that at all mm-hmm. is diet. And mm-hmm. let me tell you the other thing, getting your B12 levels up. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this right now, please go check your B12 levels. You want those levels to be mid to high range because of the fact that B12 is your huge source of energy and your brain needs that. Your Mm -hmm. nerves need that. And so when I got diagnosed, when I had first checked my B12 levels, they were not in normal range, Mm -hmm. like whatsoever. And so I didn't have basically any B12, which is a huge energy source. And so since I've been able to get my B12 up and guess what, not eating foods that make you lethargic. So if you're dealing with chronic fatigue, plus you're not eating right, Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself a double whammy of just fatigue. Yeah. Another thing to point out since you were talking about levels is iron as well. That's something that that is very frequently overlooked that can very, very much affect your energy levels. And you bring up a really good point about iron because I know a lot of people that have autoimmune diseases also have 
uh, low iron counts or they're also anemic. And I know for myself, I've been battling anemia for a very long time and it really hasn't been up until recently that I've been actually able to raise my iron levels and get my ferritin stores higher into the normal range. I mean, I'm still not super high, but they are, they have improved to a point where I don't feel that exhaustion from the low iron and the dizziness and all that stuff. So low iron, low B12, I mean, those are huge contributors to chronic fatigue. And sadly, I think when you do see a rheumatologist, I know speaking for myself, my rheumatologist didn't say, hey, like we need to get your iron levels up. We need to get your B12 up. We need to get your vitamin D. It's like, you know, I had this blood work for her to see and it wasn't a priority for her. And so I really had to take it upon myself to be like, okay, if my iron is low, and I'm reading the symptoms, which is fatigue and muscle pain and some other things that I was dealing with, I was like, what happens if I get my iron up? I mean, chronic inflammation can lower the production of red blood cells in our bone marrow. And so it's super important that we do address our low iron or if we're battling anemia, try to find a doctor that's going to be willing to work with you to get this up because that could honestly make a huge difference in how you feel. Also movement and moving your body and exercising every single day, even on the days when you feel so tired that you can't do anything, making sure that, and a lot of times, like if I do, I don't have those chronic fatigue days anymore. Like Erica was saying, no, yeah, almost non-existent now because I am so dang committed to my routine, but this chronic fatigue was really happening a lot as I was trying to figure out a routine that worked for me. And so making sure that you're committed to finding a routine that works for you and, and staying committed to it is so vital. Um, Mm -hmm. and now that I have, like, I know exactly what foods my body reacts to. I know what supplements to take. So it's really a matter of creating a routine that you can stick to and making sure that you actually are consistent with it, because that has been the game changer to where I don't really deal with chronic fatigue ever at all. And if I do, I know exactly how to combat it. And I'm pretty much back at it the next day. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are always times when we do deal with this fatigue and we just need to give our body a rest. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that extreme chronic fatigue that just hits you out of nowhere. That is frequent that you don't know how to handle. The biggest number one factor is what you're putting into your body, your, um, blood levels, like different types of vitamins and minerals in your blood, as well as, um, making sure that you're moving your body. So, and that helps with insomnia and your sleep and the chronic fatigue, moving your body every single day, especially like getting outdoors to do so going on walks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to run or jog, um, making sure that you're, even if you're just sitting outdoors too, like, I know that doesn't really go with movement, but just being outside and mm-hmm. feeling that energy of the outdoors is really important too. But just mm-hmm. that's all part of a healthy lifestyle is making mm-hmm. sure that you're looking at food as fuel and making sure that your food is primarily coming from whole sources. If you need any tips with that, go back to our health, uh, fundamentals of healthy eating episode. I think that was episode yeah. six. Make sure that you, um, go listen to that. Cause that'll give you some really good tips on where to start. If you're, if you don't really know where to start, but I mean, Erica and I agree on that hundred percent that that is the number one thing to combat chronic fatigue. Yeah. And I think you you brought up a really good point too, is that when I experience tiredness now, 
it's not chronic fatigue mm-hmm. because chronic means happening over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're, we're, both of us are out of the chronic fatigue. Mm-hmm. So when we do feel tired, maybe it's because, yeah, we just didn't get enough sleep that night or, you know, we're working too much mm-hmm. or, um, you know, something like that, but it's not coming from a place of we're totally off balance within our body. Yeah. Like your body, it's not coming from a place of your body feeling depleted. Yes, exactly. And so now that we have hyper nourished our body and we treat our body really well, that chronic fatigue can go away. But like Rachel said, you have to be consistent. Something like chronic fatigue is not going to go away within a matter of months. Mm -mm. Like you have to have long lasting Uh, habits and routines in place for this to happen. And Mm -hmm. so I remember it took about three to four months of me consistently, Mm -hmm. you know, having my celery juice in the morning or my green juices, taking out the dairy from my diet, taking out the gluten at that point, all those things to finally catch up to where I was like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. It was weird. I didn't even understand what was happening because I had lived in the chronic fatigue state of being for so long that I actually was trying to think like, what, why do I feel like a different human? Because (laughs) it's like you get out of this fog Mm -hmm. and you can finally see the world as it should be instead of being clouded by it. This is what chronic fatigue to me. If I could explain this to someone, it's like being trapped in a dark cloud all the time. So it's like you re- everything's foggy, you can't really see off into the distance. It's like, you know, you're just trapped in this little bubble. And but like once- a thick a thick cloud where you can't even oh, like, move. Oh, oh yeah, thick. It's like dense and you're trying to like move your way uh-huh. through this thing. Yep. And so and now I'm like I feel so light. Mm-hmm. I feel so clear-headed. Yeah. I feel my memory has definitely improved. Um, and even when it comes to light sensitivity, so when I used to have chronic fatigue, I also had light sensitivity. So in the classroom, I remember when I was at school, the lights in the the classroom were super bright Mm -hmm. to me, they felt super bright. And I felt like I had to wear sunglasses. I couldn't even look at the light. I just had all these bizarre, weird things that were happening to my body because of this fatigue. Mm -hmm. And now I do not deal with that. Now I can be in a really bright room and not feel off by that. And I know, I don't know if anyone else has experienced that. But I I have heard other people talk about that too, the the sensitivity to light. Mm -hmm. And just, I also had weird uh, sensations on my body. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. my face would feel numb and I would tell my husband, hey, can you like scratch my face? Like, I feel like it's numb. So, I mean, weird stuff like that happens when you're dealing with this. It's not just the tiredness, it's physical sensations that you get. I was getting a lot of, and I actually looked it up because I was like, what is this? Is this this like an actual symptom? It's a thing called arachnoiditis. Have you heard Mm. of that? It literally feels like something is dripping on your skin. Yep. But nothing's there. And I was getting a lot of that. And I was like, what? I still get it like once in a while, maybe a couple times a year now. Mm -hmm. But I was getting it a lot, especially on my legs, which my knees have always been my problem area. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was getting it a lot. That's a really good point that other symptoms manifest from that as well. 
Yeah, really weird symptoms. Like my legs felt numb. I I remember thinking, I, like, oh my god, do I have multiple sclerosis? Like, is this turning into another autoimmune disease? Because I was dealing with these weird sensations on my legs, and I would literally have my husband pinch my leg because the the nerves in my legs weren't functioning properly. Like, so when you have something like chronic fatigue, that's just showing you that you have a lot of stuff that's going on in your body Mm -hmm. that your body is crying out for. And a lot of that has to do with not being nourished properly. Mm -hmm. How can we expect our bodies to feel good when we're putting all this processed junk into our bodies, into our cells, Mm -hmm. which literally are the foundation of everything, you know? And so it's just crazy to think, you know, when I see other people now and I hear them talking about chronic fatigue, but at the other end, I see them eating a McDonald's cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're just feeding that fire. And I think we've been told this lie because, because guess what? Now I think that chronic fatigue has been it's its own diagnosis now. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe in that whatsoever. I believe that it's all, it's all freaking connected, man. Like it's all connected. It's not one thing or the other. It's like, um, we're just not treating our bodies good and our bodies letting us know that we need to do something. You have chronic fatigue, right? And then you are putting this crap into your body because your brain is so tired and is just wanting like this, this food that makes you feel good instantly, but then it makes you feel like crap later. So then you're dealing with this pain from a flare up. And then that pain from a flare up keeps you up with the insomnia or pain (laughs) somnia. And then that pain somnia makes you not be able to sleep. And then it's this like constant cycle. So you have to stop that cycle somewhere. Biggest, easiest way overall is to just change your diet and start eating healthier foods and start looking at food as fuel rather than food um, to make you feel good in the moment. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying you can't enjoy your food because, oh my God, like we can do both. We could talk forever about yeah. how to make like this healthy food taste amazing and so satisfying. But instead of looking at food as like, oh, I'm going to go, like Erica said, I'm going to go get a McDonald's cheeseburger because I am so tired and I just want something that's going to make me feel good right in this moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, it absolutely will for that like split second, but Mm -hmm. then it's going to start this vicious cycle all over again. So you have to be consciously breaking that cycle somewhere and committing to keeping it broken because like Erica said, it's not an overnight fix, just like Mm -hmm. anything else. It's also not uh, it won't get fixed in a month, two months. Like for me, like I said, those accidents were uh, over a year apart. It took a long mm-hmm. time for me yeah. to really get this under control. And the reason that it's under control now is because I have been so, so consistent. Yeah. At least like I'm talking every single day, no matter what I get every single part of my wellness routine. Yeah. In. Like no joke. Yeah. I do not skip a day, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's been honestly only for the past like year and a half that I've been that consistent where I Mm -hmm. do not skip a day because before it was like, yeah, you know, I would do it for the most part, but then once in a while I wouldn't. And now I'm like, Mm -hmm. nope, I will not ever feel like Mm -hmm. that again. I refuse. Yep. Once you start seeing the changes that are happening within you, 
it's just going to be a bigger motivator for you to continue on with this. But if you don't give it enough time, you're never going to know. And that's sadly the biggest roadblock for people is that they don't see the immediate results the way, you know, a medication can do for them. And so they go, someone says this works for them. How come it's not working for me? And, you know, and especially I know that people that follow Rachel and I's account, it's easy to look at our lives and be like, how do they have so much energy? How are they working out like that? How are they rock climbing? How are they? And again, you're walking into this chapter of our lives right now. But if you take a look back and, you know, listen to what we're telling you and these stories that we're sharing with you, we're not just sharing this because we just feel like talking. We're sharing (laughs) this with you so that way, you know that we really have been through it and we have come out the other side and we're still coming out the other side. You know, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred percent, but I'm pretty dang close to being where I could ever hope for myself to be. You know what I mean? Like I get to rock climb and (laughs) my body feels pretty good and I live a, a way of living that's feels really good to me, you know? And I feel like I'm living in alignment with my purpose. And so Yeah, just giving yourself time to actually experience that and to know that you can, I promise you, if you be consistent with the things that you're doing, your energy levels will continue to increase if you Mm -hmm. hyper nourish yourself, lower the stress, the things that we talk about, Mm -hmm. get a good night's sleep consistently, Mm -hmm. move your body. Like Rachel said, go outside, not be in a bubble, like where (laughs) you're just amplified by your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You really can move out of that foggy state of what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we say it all the time. You can be your best healer and it starts with making that conscious decision to stay consistent. Consistency is the key to anything in life, really to like getting better at anything, Mm -hmm. but getting better at being your own best healer. It's all consistency and it's all committing to healing. Yep. I love it. And again, guys, we appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting. Please let us know if you found this information useful. We would really love to hear from you guys because this is why we made this podcast is for you, autoimmune and you. I have to say it again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let us know and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to remind you guys that we are not medical professionals, nor do we give medical advice. So please do not stop taking any medications without consulting your doctor. However, if you'd like to learn more about holistic ways to manage your autoimmune symptoms, we each offer private coaching services and would love to help you. Stay tuned for our next episode. In the meantime, let's connect on Instagram. We are at autoimmune and you, and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to follow each of our personal accounts, we would love that too. You can find our Instagram handles and our websites in the show notes. We'll chat next time. And always remember, you are more powerful than you think. Uh. 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 (laughs) No shame in the game. I want food. I need to go make food. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.